This is the OKC82 Podcast with Chisholm Holland and Brady Trantham on the Franchise Podcast Network. You don't think anyone's a basketball fan because of you? No. 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 <laughs> Maybe on a very minimal individual level. Like your mom? Like my mom or like a girlfriend that wouldn't be into basketball beforehand. But, oh, okay, yeah, I like basketball now because of you. But that's, you know, two people. And she left me. Did she leave you or she die? I can never keep it straight. Well, uh, let's just say the police didn't have enough evidence to prosecute. That's not even like hinting anything. That's just saying it. Like you just said it. Well, I, they, they tried to prosecute. They didn't have enough evidence. Usually when someone starts a sentence with, let's just say, they talk <laughs> in vague generalities. You just said it. It's a tragedy, and I'm still looking. I will not rest until... Uh, I, f- I find my beloved. This is the OKC82 Podcast, <laughs> weekly NBA edition. Chisholm Hall and Brady Trantham live from the press down here on 10th Street. We back. We back. We haven't been here in a while. Obviously, holidays all falling on Wednesdays made this a little bit difficult. You you went to Disney World. I did go to Disney World. Like, I was on vacation. You didn't even win the Super Bowl. You went to Disney World. Yeah, I wasn't celebrating anything other than my own uh, my own achievement. So Yeah. Uh, you got the podcast going strong. You got the Sam Mays podcast going successful. Uh, this one. Well, I don't know about that. It's going. It, it's going. It's got over 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts. Hell, reviews. OKC. OK, you said views. Reviews, excuse More me. More than 100 people have listened. Yeah, there you go. Uh, excuse me. Um, no, hell, OKC82 has been a podcast for over a year and a half now, and we only have 60. So kudos to you, Chisholm Suck Holland. it. I know. Suck it. I mean, I, I, I for one welcome our new Sam Mace podcast overlords. Yeah, welcome to uh, welcome to the network. But we're live from the press down here on uh, 10th Street. I had a beautiful chicken Caesar salad that was very very good. A little have... little grilled lemon in there, which is always a nice surprise. Yeah, and you uh, you're making better decisions, Chisholm. Usually you get the uh, the mozzarella sticks, which are awesome. Like I'll admit, like I've, I'm trying to avoid fried food over the last eight months, um, and I was afraid that you were going to get those today because I was like, I'm not going to avoid it because we don't have Madison today, so there's only yeah. two of us. I'm like, ah, hell, I'm going to I'm gonna have to dive in on these uh, fried moz- mozzarella sticks because they're good. They're very good. They're very, very good. Did not get them today. I had a salad. Uh, you also had a salad. You had the pork belly salad. As always, I'm basic. Which I haven't actually had before. And I was looking at it and I said, man, I really should try that. I need you to really to try should. It. The balsamic uh, dressing they put on there is really good. They just glaze it. Um, but the pork, like pork belly, yeah, it's not the healthiest. There's still protein in there. Um, I get that. But it, there's not that much pork belly in it. It's just the right amount. And arugula. I'm a hippie. I like arugula. What can I say? You like arugula. Yeah, I mean, Chris, we need to get Chris Paul on here to, to talk to us about the plant-based diet because whatever he's eating, it's working. It is working. The Thunder are on there's fire. Your, there's your segue. Here recently. Man, you're a professional. <laughs> uh, the Thunder obviously coming off a big win last night against the Brooklyn Nets the night before. They got a loss to the Philadelphia 76ers in Philadelphia. But outside of that, man, this team has been firing at all cylinders. Chris Paul has been... I don't know if electric is the right word, but he has been outstanding. Yeah, it hasn't been electric because, I mean, it's Chris Paul, so like he's just going to do basically the same thing. He's either going to somehow get to the rim because he's beat his man, which rarely happens at this stage in his career, or 99% of the time he's just going to get around his man, get enough space because everybody wants you to take 15-foot jumpers. At this point in the season, I don't know why anyone's letting Chris Paul just get to the free throw line and say, go ahead and shoot it. Because he's shooting like north of 100%. It, it seems it like. It sure feels like he like, has not missed. I've never seen him miss. Like, it's incredible. And, you know, we've talked about this before on this podcast. But covering the Thunder for the last three years, like every single day. And, you know, when you do that, you lose track of the league. Like we, we try to 
we try to cover the league or follow the league as closely as possible. When you're covering a team, it's kind of hard to do. Sure. And in so doing, I forgot how good Chris Paul is. And so this season has just been a huge like wake up call of like, no, this guy is still one of the better players, not just in the league in the world. Like he 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 does it. He performs. I think you could make a case though that he wasn't this good last year. No, no, no. He wasn't like the, that. I think that was just more of a Rockets thing. I mean, you're seeing it yeah. now, like. Yeah, like the Rockets are just talented. Like they're going to win games because they're more talented than most of the, their opponents. And you saw that with the Thunder the last two seasons. They won the major, like not the vast majority of their games, but they won the majority of their games because they they would just out talent people. Um, but when it gets right down to it, like you, you're still wanting more. And you, like I found myself wanting more with the Chris Paul Rockets last season, not so much the season before, but. Yeah, I mean, this has just been a very, very huge wake-up call for Chris Paul stands, I guess. It is a nice wake-up call, and he's kind of rebuilding his image in the league. I would assume that most people now are seeing the national coverage saying, hey, you know, who's having a pretty good year, Chris Paul. I mean, they're talking about it on the Hoop Collective podcast today uh, with Brian Windhorst and Kevin Arnovitz. So he's starting to change his narrative. People are starting to talk about him in a positive light. And this all sounds surprising as we're sitting here talking about it. Is it exactly what we thought he was going to try to do this summer? So yeah. in some way this is surprising, but it also shouldn't be, right? Yeah, because like w- we all said like in the offseason when we still had the idea that like yeah, this this team is not this roster is not long for this world, like they're going to start trading. So we would tell ourselves, "Well, okay, well as long as Chris Paul is here, he's got to be a good soldier, right? Because not only does he need to prove that he can be healthy because he's a he's an injury risk. He has to also prove that he's not a a locker room cancer. And he's never been a a quote-unquote locker room cancer. He's just been a grinding, barking general of a personality, which some players vibe off of that very well. Some players appreciate that leadership. Other players don't like being barked at when they make mistakes. Uh, Russell Westbrook would bark at players when they would make mistakes, but it was always in kind of a, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Chris Paul will bark at you, but it seems like he will bark at you by instilling confidence into you, into you. Why did you not shoot that? I wanted you to fucking take that shot. I wouldn't pass it to you, Darius Baisley, if I didn't think you could make that shot. So he's getting on to you, but he's still like, come on, big guy, you can make that play. So he's doing this, and even post-game last night, he took time to just talk about Terrence Ferguson for like a minute. Like Terrence Ferguson defends his ass off this team and doesn't care about shots. It's, it's little things like that. And is some of it for show? I mean, at this point, I don't even want to say that it's for show. I think it's just a byproduct of his personality as a leader. And it, it's going it's it's going to paint a good picture for him around the league cause, because it is such a surprising story with the Oklahoma City Thunder. But I don't know if it's going to involve him being traded this season. But we've talked about that a handful of times already. For sure. And earlier this season, I would say somewhere in the middle of December, my narrative around Oklahoma City was they're beating everyone they're supposed to. They're losing to everyone they're supposed to in the toss-up games. They're winning about half of them. They're, they're, yep. I mean, they're really just hitting the benchmark of what the talent level of this team could be. Not the case anymore. They've really been red hot since middle yep. of December on. Well, they've won 13 of their last 17 games. Correct. Yeah. And so they have wins over teams that I would say are more talented than them, like the Clippers, like Toronto, uh, Dallas, who has been a red-hot team this year. They have all these really impressive wins as they're racking up. Now – we should say Dallas didn't have Chris Stapps. Toronto didn't have um, – who did they – they didn't have – Pascal Mar- Siakam, Pascal Marcus Siakam, Saw. And the Clippers didn't have Kawhi. So 
But at the end of the day, this is 2019-20 okay, NBA. Well, you're, you're as playing Brady t- continues to rain on everyone's parade, I'm just, no one be happy. That needs to be said, but at the same time, like this is 2019-20 NBA where like, everybody is like, oh, I don't want to play tonight. So that's just the way it is. It is I just mean, the way it is. I mean, Danilo Gallinari had a, quote, right calf contusion, unquote, last night. It was the second night of back-to-back. What is a contusion? A bruise. So he has, no, a, I have no he has a bruise on his right calf, so he can't play. I, no, I have no doubt. Like, Can you imagine saying that to he, your he, high school coach? He might very. And that's not a question to you, might, Brady. That's he, a question just to the public. <laughs> Everyone played high school sports. Can you imagine walking up to your high school coach and saying, "I have a bruise on my right calf. I can't play." He might very well be hurt. Like for all we know, he might not do shoot around tomorrow with the Thunder. Have a shoot around. He might not play against the Rockets. But it was the second night of a back to back, and Eric Horn from the Athletic has blatantly asked Billy Donovan this season, like. Are you guys going to be involved with load management because you've got two aged uh, guys on your roster, Danil Gallinari, Chris Paul, that's you know, the trade value and the injury risk and all that and the mileage. Like, do you want to do load management? Billy's like, no, no, we're not, we're not about that. They have not done it with the Chris Paul other than minutes. They've not done that with him, but they've done it with Danil Gallinari. But, I mean, I guess we'll give them the benefit of the doubt of like, yeah, he did have an ankle injury, but I, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know the severity of these injuries, but, yeah, a right calf bruise. Not going to play tonight. I have a bruise on my right calf, I think, all the time, just constantly, and I, I somehow still come to work. So come on, Danilo. Come oh. on. Are you possessed? Do you have, like, just mysterious bruises on your legs all the time? All right, Russell Westbrook returns to tomorrow. I almost said tonight. Returns tomorrow to Oklahoma City, his first game back at the peak since getting traded to the Houston Rockets. What are you expecting from the fan base? It is going to be the antithesis of the antithesis of the Kevin Durant return uh, when he was with the Warriors. That means the same thing, right? Yes, the okay. exact same thing. Um, no, it's gonna. It's gonna. If be- people were going to wear costumes to make fun of Russell Westbrook <laughs> tomorrow night, obviously Kevin Durant cupcake. Mm-hmm. What what will be the costume for Russell Westbrook? Um, that's a good question. What what could they wear? What would you say? They just need to wear the most ridiculous clothes they can find. Oh, yeah. Just wear stuff that doesn't match. Wear stuff that does not match. Ugh. No, like, it's going to... Can they wear Rocky costumes, like the mascot from Denver? Oh, ooh. Russ will be pissed off. That'd be very good. Yep. No, um, it's going to be a really good show of... It's going to be a really good show of force for Oklahoma City as a community, as as a city, as a state, Oklahoma as a state, as a region. Um... The Thunder are going to debut their City Edition jerseys. The, uh, yeah, they're trying to get everybody to cry all at once. Yeah, the jerseys uh, commemorating the Oklahoma City bombing. Um, that's going to be cool. Like, those jerseys in person, like, they have them uh, displayed. They have one of them displayed in the arena, and uh, we got to see it on New Year's Eve. Um, pops in person. Like, it looks much better in person than what I thought um, picture-wise. So that's going to be cool. Um, Russell Westbrook's going to get sp- He's going to get cheered so hard, so loud, and so long. Like, you know, do they start announcements like three minutes early? They should because you know, like, every arena just runs through the starting five of the opponent. Like, blah 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 blah. And they rarely ever say like, "and please welcome," because like, yeah, like they, I like think, Ennis Cantor gets that, Serge yeah. Ibaka. I think, I think the Thunder. I, well, I can't remember what his name is. Mario, the guy that does the PA. At Mario Hazonia. <laughs> Rest in peace, Mario's NBA career. Uh, he could cut? No, I mean, oh, okay. no, Melo just hit the game winner, so. That's true. No more Mario. Um, um, I think they did it for Paul, where, like, and please welcome back Paul George. 
he got a standing ovation. It was a good, uh, good little moment for Oklahoma City fans. It's going to be that on steroids. Paul George even said it yesterday. He was like, I got a standing ovation in Oklahoma, and Russell Westbrook meant a hell of a lot more to Oklahoma than, than even I did, so it's going to be loud. Um, my question is to you, Chisholm, though, how is Chris Paul going to handle that? Do you, like, he, he it's going to bother him. He won't address it. It's going to bother him. It's going to bother him. I think it's going to bother him. Here's what I will say is in the moment, the first 20 seconds, it's going to be a very great moment. And then 140 more seconds are going to go by, and people are going to go, okay, is this too much? Are we, yep. going to, are we deifying a guy? And I, I, that's what I'm fearful of. Yeah. And so I think that there will be a moment where Chris Paul goes, okay, 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 this guy just played basketball here. And most people are going to hear me say that and either hate that I'm saying that or think that Chris Paul would be wrong for thinking that. I would be a little bit more on the side of Chris Paul on that. It's like he played basketball here, he did a lot, but let's not make him sound like he's the second coming of Jesus Christ, but he's <laughs> going to get treated like that tomorrow night. No, um, I, the other Thunder podcast I do, Locked on Thunder, had Barry Trammell on this week. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is a one-way plug. You can only plug us on that podcast. You can't plug that podcast on this one. Okay, well, we'll just, we'll just bleep that out and post then. <laughs> um, but I had Barry Trammell on, and he said, because, um, you know, Chris Paul loves reverse psychology. That, that's the way he tries to get in people's heads. Is he, tries to, he just tries to screw with you in that, in that light. <laughs> if Russell comes out and, like, really feeds off the crowd and the adrenaline, the energy – and starts off 0 of 2, you know Chris Paul's going to actually appreciate the cheering because he's going to go up to Russ and go, hey, big guy, keep shooting. Your fans want it. So I thought I thought that was actually an interesting little take from Barry Trammell. But, uh, um, so I don't know if Chris oh, Paul – Oh, you think, you think Chris Paul's going to use it to his advantage? Yeah. I mean, Chris always tries to find, some, like, a mental edge. Like, that's, that's, he's constantly – You know what? I hadn't thought about that, but that seems so obvious. It's, it's perfect. Yeah. So, Thunder fans, don't be shy. Let Russell Westbrook know how you feel. And it's going to be like 100% joyous and appreciative, and it should be. That's so here's a question I thought about till just now. They make the announcement. Russell, I assume, like he, in Oklahoma City, he gets announced first, I would guess. He always got announced first when he's in Oklahoma City. But wouldn't they do it last? Because they got to do James Harden, P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon. Is he starting, or is he still coming off the bench? I don't know. But Clint Capella, and please welcome back to Oklahoma City. So that was going to be my Six question, three. though. There's Gar- another guy on this team who holds some weight to Oklahoma City who generally gets maybe not probably like a Paul George range of cheers whenever he comes back, and James Harden. I think James will get cheered, too. I think this Yeah, will he will be, get cheered, too. He it, always does. Is it, good moment do, they, do they put him first? And put Russell last. And they put Russell first because he normally go. And they put James Harden last. And randomly, Kevin Durant. <laughs> Does Tabo Cephalosha? I know. But Madison did. Uh, she was dynamite on the post game show last night after the. Um, she was dynamite. Yeah. What um, are you, my grandfather? Who says that? <laughs> it's also it's also on this OKC eighty two feed. If you had got to listen to the post game after the Brooklyn win, but yeah, she just teased like, yep. Thunder legend coming back, blah, 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 blah. It meant so much to this city. And then she was like, James Harden and Tabo Cephalosha. I was like, oh, that was actually really, really good, Madison. Good job. <laughs> that would be awesome. I really hope they start those three all in a row. Kendrick Perkins. Can Kendrick Perkins sign a one-day contract? Yeah, it needs to happen. Kendrick Perkins got to get um, um, who else? Who well, else? We got Lazar Hayward coming to t- He needs to come to town. Cole Derek Aldridge. Fisher. Derek Fisher. Um, he's not doing anything. Uh, <laughs> uh, Hashim Thabit also not doing anything. 
Daquan Cook. So seriously though, is James Harden going to get announced first and then Russell last? I would, I would, I would think so. I could see Russell asking to be announced first because then he would be awkwardly, get, awkwardly getting screamed for while everyone else is getting announced. <laughs> Eric Gordon's like, "Wow, they really like me." <laughs> They're big fans of Eric Gordon. Can't get enough Clint Capella Yay. here in Oklahoma City. Clint Capella. You know who we love? Gary House Jr. Can't get enough of him. Daniel House? No, I Gary Clark, Daniel House. I combined them because Gary, they're the same person. Gary Clark Jr. Actually, I think he got waived because I got a push notification from Woj the other day. Oh, yeah. Thanks again, Woj. <laughs> I need that Damian Lee update. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, it's going to be interesting. I, I'm excited to be in the arena and watch everyone's. Oh, you're going to be there. I will be there. Oh. Whoa, first off, don't act like I'm not normally there. I'm normally there. Normally? Yes. There's, I think I've missed three home games this year so far. Now, what I will say, Brady, is I big-time you. Yeah. You, when I get there, I go, I, go, I go to 103 and act like I own that place. Yeah, I just usually sit up in the clouds. Yeah, you sit up in the clouds. I, I refuse to sit in the clouds unless I have to. Well, I mean, as somebody that sat at press row, you know, court Get side, the fuck out of here. It's your I, profile I, picture now I, on Twitter. Like, I, Jesus Christ. I certainly understand, like, the, the desire to get close. I'm ready for you, like, to Photoshop yourself just sitting on the court working on a computer. <laughs> Like while the game's going on. Come on, dribble around me. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I'm clearly sitting here working. I'm working. Please respect me as a journalist. (laughs) I need you to Photoshop yourself. The people have a right to know. The people have a right to know, Chisholm. Indeed. Yeah, they do. Is there anything else we should talk about Russell Westbrook coming back? Are the Thunder going to win? Yes. Rockets haven't. They haven't been very good on the road the last, I feel like, the last two or three weeks. I feel like they've dropped a lot of games on the road. Now, their offense has gotten better, which, admittedly, their offense has never really been the problem. Gotten better as of recently. Is it as efficient as it was last year? No. No, it isn't. I wonder why. Let's see. They're on a two-game winning streak. They have played Atlanta tonight, where they'll be on the the second half of back-to-back. They have just beat Denver and Philadelphia. It's a pretty good little two-game stretch. Two games won there. They just lost to Golden State, though, a week ago. I, I think they're going to win. This feels like one of those games that... The energy in the building will... And Yes, and I think that might... What if, what's going to happen? I'm like, trying to what's decide. The, what's the crowd reaction going to be when Shago Alexander blocks Russell Westbrook going to the... Going to the rim. Oh gosh, Chisholm's gonna freak out. Oh Um, man, there's like a moment in history right there for Oklahoma City basketball. I'm trying to decide how Russell's gonna play because in revenge games, when he he was in Oklahoma City, he didn't triple double against the Thunder. He was one assist away from triple doubling against the Thunder back in what November, December. Sure, when they played for the first time, and then a few weeks later, LeBron James got that triple double against the Thunder, and he became the first player in NBA history to get a triple double against every NBA franchise. The only other player that hasn't done it, like, that could do it was Russell because he obviously hasn't triple-doubled against the Thunder. So he's going to come out and try to kill everything in, in his path. There have been, though, some of those revenge games, you know, whether that be versus Kevin Durant or whatever, where Russell has shot his team out of it. Yep. I think that's a possibility, too. Now, if anybody can come out and just for no reason other than pure emotion be scorching red hot – and score 45 and hit seven threes and just because he's, you know, feeling it, 
Russell will be one of those guys. I think there's an outside chance that Russell shoots his way out of it tonight. Now, tonight. what happens if he just has a game? Like a normal a, game? No, if he just has, like, an incredible all-star level Russell Westbrook game where he's, like, 7 to 10 from the three-point line. There are people cheering as he's, cause you, as he's putting the you, nail you, in the you, coffin you, you of the thunder. Those, you remember those games early in Buddy Heald's career where he'd come to the Chesapeake Energy Arena and just rain threes? Like, on bad Kings teams where the thunder would probably be up by, like, 15, 20 points, Buddy Heald would, like, bring them back to get within, like, six. Sure. And the crowd, like, the OU crowd is still cheering, and then Billy Donovan would call a timeout, and then you can see Thunder fans clearly, or Thunder players clearly pissed off that their fans are cheering this bad team coming back. It's like, yeah, it's Buddy Heald, but come on. Right. Like, it's ain't college no more. It is not college anymore. I think he would get cheered very happily. I think this would be the one game where Thunder fans would be excited if they lost, if they lost the right way. If if Russell Westbrook does some heroic stuff in Oklahoma City, you know, slaps his chest and screams into the crowd, I think people would cheer for him. And I don't, I don't know if that's the right answer either as far as what they should or should not do. I don't know if there is one. but That's what we do here on this podcast. We tell people what they should do. Should and should not feel? Yeah, like you're an idiot if you um, if you still boo Kevin Durant, right? How dare you? Wait, am I not supposed to do that? No, I don't know. Apparently, I don't, I, I don't even know how to get dressed. I mean, apparently, really. last night he got a little chummy with some former Thunder people. Oh, they they love each other again. They do love each other I again. If, I wonder if Presty was on that road trip. He hasn't really gone on a lot of road trips this year with the team. Um. I would assume it's probably because uh, he just had twin girls over the summer, so yeah, um, got to be a dad. But if he was if he was there, like, because remember I asked I asked Presty that question about Kevin Durant's comments in the GQ uh, magazine yeah. back in the uh, off season, and Sam was like, um, if Kevin ever needs something from us, which at the time I'm like, is this tampering? <laughs> and he was like, if he ever needs anything from us, like it'll be at a moment's notice, and. I wonder. I wonder if that bridge is being rebuilt in some way, shape, or form. This is off topic, and we're way off topic now, especially since we just went to Russell Westbrook. But it's the weekly show. Uh, you heard Bill Simmons mention that he thinks Kevin Durant's going to retire in Oklahoma City. Oh, yeah. I mean, Other than Kendrick Perkins, I haven't heard anyone who I thought <laughs> who actually has a relationship with Kevin say that. Yeah. Because people have predicted that, you know what I mean? But as someone who has a r- relationship where they talk – Regularly, semi-regularly with Kevin. Kendrick and now Bill have both said it. Uh, ooh, Victor Oladipo's coming back. There's your good little Shams bomb. Shamwow. Against the Chicago Bulls. That's not a good... <laughs> that's not a good sham. <laughs> that's not a good Shamwow. I'm very sorry. It's okay. I'm very sorry. Um, what were we talking about, Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant re- Kevin retiring. Back, yeah. Um... I- I mean, that's something that... At the I, end of Russell's contract, do you think he signs back with Oklahoma City? Wouldn't that be something if all three of them came back? I can't see James Harden. He's a Houston guy now. He doesn't even feel like a Thunder player anymore. No, I mean, that that's true. But, I, I mean, for, like, the nostalgic factor of, like, let's just do one more hurrah together. And if they, want, if they all wanted to play together, they'd play in Oklahoma City for, like, one more year. You know, if they all came together and said, let's do it one more time. No, because um, Kevin would be like, no, man, let's go play with the Magic. Kevin... Loves the idea of going to a li- random He's team. like, I've never lived in the southeast. I've lived in the southwest. Yep. I've lived he's trying to hit all the west coast, yep. east coast, northeast now. 
He's got to do Midwest and Bro, Southeast. Bro, I've got this great deal with Disney. You got to. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's his, what's his uh, agent handler? Got Rich Kleiman. Is that his name? Yeah, Rich Kleiman. He loves him some him. Um, yeah, he's like, I'm on season two of The Mandalorian, so we're going to have to go play with the magic. I don't know. I don't know what I think about all that stuff. I think Russell's going to end up back in Oklahoma City, even if he does like the memorial like one-day contract thing. You know yeah, I mean? I mean, just I mean, think about it. Think about Kevin Durant's personality. He's he's incredibly emotional. And when he, he's gone through, like, the stages of grief, like, he was indifferent, then he loved it, then he hated it. Now, Like, now apparently he hates it, like, a few months ago when he did the GQ comments. Now he's kind of like, oh, I'll go t- over there and talk to them and be cool. And then he's basically waiting for, like, something blatant of, like, no, come on back. We want you back. Mm, yeah. Or, like, well, we're going to have a Kevin Durant night or we're going to put your jersey up there and just something something sappy that he'll be like, oh, they really love me. It's like, no, like, you should have known they loved you. They loved you forever, and then you stuck a sword in their back. Why you got to be such a hater, my friend? Is that enough for Russell Westbrook talk? I know we talked about Kevin Durant, too, so I'm sure people are pissed about that. Well, I mean, enough for Russell Westbrook talk? All right, now it's time for uh, Tyler Hero. <laughs> you said the Heat are going to win the NBA championship this year in four games. I said... <laughs> I said they're going to the Eastern Conference Finals. No, you said they're going to win the t- – <laughs> now you're trying to back off? Just because we're on the microphone, you're going to backtrack? They're going to win the World Cup, man. The World – hey, you know what? They might have done better than the USA team this past year. Oh, oh, no doubt. No yeah. no doubt would they have done better. <laughs> I can't believe it. Like, the Miami Heat play good team basketball. I'm in the – I don't know. I, the year of our Lord? Like, I started watching the Miami Heat in 2001. They're the three seed right now, so let's not get too excited. They're 26-10. and 10. Okay. They would be. I mean, okay. They would be the two seed in the West. Okay. Do you like them in a seven-game series against Philly? No. Why? Because I first off, I like Bam Adebayo. I like Tyler Hero. I like none. I like all these guys they got. I think when you get to the playoffs, there is some of a. Oh yeah, we have no idea what we're doing once that, we get no, here. That that is true. Like. That that's kind of the thing that I'm waiting for, and obviously we won't get to see that until the postseason, and that's very true. Like we've seen great players that have become great players. Their first playoff series, they have no idea what they're doing. Victor Oladipo's first postseason uh, ever was with the Oklahoma City Thunder, right. and he scored like what six points a game. Yeah. Now Russell really didn't want to give up the ball, but that's neither here nor there. Sure. Um, I mean, how how many years did Giannis take to get it figured out? Like three. Yeah, and and we still don't know. Like that's, right. Because I was gonna say like if, after we get past Miami, Philly, like Miami, Milwaukee. Um, who did Milwaukee play the other night? Was it Philly? Where like God, who did they play? They lost to somebody a few nights ago, and that team basically just did the same thing that um, Toronto did to them in the postseason. Like, all right, we're just gonna sag off you. If you want to shoot, go ahead. It's the same thing that happened on Christmas night with Giannis where he just couldn't hit anything. Right. We've been told all year that Giannis can hit threes now, and it's like, can he hit the occasional token three? Sure, but you're, if you're defending him, you want him to take those shots. Cause You'd rather shoot the three. Yeah, like get out of the paint. Right. Please stay away from the paint, and if you, if you can stop that, Milwaukee becomes very beatable. I think Miami has an outside chance against Boston. I would like them better than against Boston than Philly. That'd be a good coaching series. That. that if you like coaching adjustments, that oh, would be... stop. Brad Stevens isn't that good. I'm just kidding. <laughs> God. Are you Jerry Ramsey now? 
Oh, God, does he say that? Yes. Damn it. He hates Shea Gillis Alexander, and he thinks Brad Stevens is awful. Which I think Brad Stevens is a tad overrated. I still think he's a smart, good yeah, coach. Yeah, every really good coach is probably a tad overrated. Greg Popovich is probably a tad overrated. Yeah, this is a visual, or it's not a visual medium of the podcast, but right now Chisholm is just face bombing because I called him Jerry Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> and it's stressing me out. It took years <laughs> off my life. I think the Heat are the third to fourth best team in the East. I mean, yeah. Again, again, what you pointed out that that is a very real factor. Like we have no idea how their young guys are going to react once the game slows down, seven game series. Um, who knows? Like they've got a good coach, and I'm the nun guy who the is, nun guy <laughs> who's like I don't nun know guy. Kendrick Nunn. Yeah, I'm saying, but he's like budding twenty percent of your offense. I mean, yeah. like he plays a big role. He had a stretch of a few weeks where he was just. Irrelevant. Yeah. He was irrelevant. And I, I'm i a little worried that there might be a – and Return universally all, no, all the league figures out, like, oh, that's how you stop that guy. Yeah. No no, no question. Um, that's still a real thing. Shout out Duncan Robinson, by the way. I like him. The Heat could make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. They could get beaten, beaten in the first round because of those reasons. If you're heavily reliant on rookies, like, yeah, you want to keep riding the train that got you there, but that train isn't very consistent in the postseason, historically speaking, unless it's Donovan Mitchell against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay, so they have James Johnson and Deion Waiters still under contract. Neither one of those guys are quite literally doing anything. No. Uh, Goran Dragic is playing. He's, so. a lu- he's, he's like Dennis Schroeder. It's a luxury to have him off, sure. off your bench. You want this team to do anything? Because um, they're hard capped. Well, I think it would be a good idea to get some more uh, – more of a veteran presence. So if you could flip like Johnson, Waiters, maybe even Goran Dragic, get him his Poor own. Blake Griffin. Well, I mean, it's a shame he doesn't play any. He's not going to play anymore. Get him out of fucking Detroit. I hate Detroit. Yeah. Just ruining Blake Griffin. It's true. And that dude, did he play at it? Like, I'm not trying to say he, he should have been in the MVP race last year, but did he play at an MVP level last year? Like, if you put that, that stat line, that ability in any random season – he is an MVP candidate. Sure. But he played for Detroit, so no one cares. And he was kind of in and out of the lineup a handful of times, so people were kind of like, oh, he didn't play enough. But, I mean, that was an MVP-level season last year out of Blake Griffin, and no one gives a shit because he plays up in uh, the Mogadishu of the NBA. Ooh. Another shout-out to Jerry Ramsey, who likes the Pistons. So, tell me what you do this. You, you trade machining right in front yeah. of me? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> James Johnson, Deion Waiters, again, two guys who aren't playing. So, salary. The gummies. Myers Leonard, who plays, but Ma- not Ma- big role here. Madison is just like, wherever she is right now, go, no, not Myers. She loves Myers in South Beach. For Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose. Oh. Because you know Blake Griffin's not going to play this year, but you're essentially trading him for guys who also aren't playing this year. Yeah, well... I would like to see, obvious, for obvious reasons, I would like to see Blake Griffin in Miami. But for his career, I mean, Miami is always one of those better franchises that gets their guys in shape, keeps them in shape. I mean, remember when Dwayne Wade went to Chicago and uh, Cleveland for two years and he got yeah. fat? And yeah. then he went back to Miami for about two months and then he looked like prime Dwayne Wade, at least, like physically. Um, so it would be good for Blake, Griffin, Blake Griffin's health, um, for his physique and all that stuff. So hopefully he can get healthy, stay healthy if he's with the Heat. I think it's a good destination. Just get him out of Detroit. I don't care if it's with Milwaukee. At least they win. I don't think Milwaukee can get him. No. No, I don't see that. Do you want to flip this back into the Thunder a little bit? 
They don't want James Johnson. That's what you're asking. Well, no, no, no. I was uh, with Milwaukee. <laughs> I really think Thunder fans should really pay attention to what Milwaukee does in the postseason. Because if they flame out in the second round again, and it's really apparent that we need somebody to help get us over the top. We're afraid Giannis might leave when his time comes because we, we really need to maximize our wins right now. Who would help them? Who fits that description? Darius Baisley. Darius Baisley. <laughs> <laughs> Come home, Darius. You're from the area, so to speak. So to speak. So to speak. Uh, you're talking about Chris Paul. Yeah. Again, like this is just a scenario of because I'm still of the opinion that if Chris Paul is moved, the earliest is going to be draft night because obviously teams get desperate on trade deadline day, and then they get desperate again on draft night. They're just more like teams are more willing to buy what you're selling them in terms of like trying to trade assets. If so, if Milwaukee goes out into the postseason and basically lose in the same fashion that they lost last year, where Giannis gets taken away because the paint gets taken away, and then their guys, their role players can't hit shots, Giannis can't shoot from the outside because that's just not his game yet. And it's apparent that we need one more guy to get us over the top. That's when I think a team like Milwaukee, who is maybe a player away from a championship, a realistic championship run, would then say, we don't care Chris Paul has all this money. We don't care that he's a little bit older. He helps us now. He would put us over the top. He would help Giannis want to stay here. So we're just going to go ahead and uh, take Chris Paul. Now, the thing that hurts me, if I'm a Thunder fan, is you don't want Eric Bledsoe because he's a ball-stopping athletic guard, and that would hinder Shea Gillis-Alexander's development. That would hinder all the young guys' development. Because I guess from a talent standpoint, he makes you still kind of good, so you get a little bit further away from the tanking. But he's not good like Chris Paul in that he helps you win games because he helps everybody um, around him be better. So I don't know what Milwaukee could package unless they got a third team involved. But you're clearly a trade machining right in front of me. So. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trade machining right in front of you. I, this summer makes things a lot more interesting. And yep. Chris Paul becomes available. Right now it feels like there's like four teams he could get traded to. You know what I mean? And this summer it's Charlotte, like 25. Like it really gets a lot wider of teams that could be interested in a guy like Chris Paul. So that being said, could Milwaukee be one of those people? Sure. And – I'm looking. I wasn't necessarily looking at trades. I was looking more at their salary cap, and they are going to be over the over the cap again. So they can't use space. They would still have to yeah. kind of do a one. They're going to be in trade. the repeater tax. No, no, no. This is their first year. Okay, first year See, over the tax. They're still they're still kind of in that sweet spot of like screw it, we got to go all in. If they decide to do that, it becomes very realistic at that point. I just don't know what Milwaukee could package see, to give back to Oklahoma City. Right. That, yeah, see, that's where it gets tricky, though. So let's say, obviously, Giannis is off the table. Chris Middleton is off the table. I mean, you're talking about trading three or potentially four guys to get just to the salary number of Chris Paul in the summer because they can't use space. Is Chris Middleton off the table if you're Milwaukee? For Chris Paul? Probably. Does that not just – Does that not just? If you could, if you could package a – Chris Middleton, maybe one of, like, Connington or DiVincenzo, and then a first-round pick three years from now when Milwaukee's probably not going to be very good at that point. For uh, Chris Paul. Because Giannis is playing on the Lakers. Yeah, Chris Paul and maybe one of the first from, like, I don't know. Maybe one of the – because the Denver pick would be gone at that point. This is draft night. This sure. is where it's happening. Um Maybe a first from, but it, so you trade Chris Middleton for Chris Paul. Let's just make it as easy as that. Yeah, essentially. Uh, how I, much better does that make Milwaukee? I think marginally, make, I think it makes them better. 
I think it does. I agree with you. It makes them better. I think better. Chris Middleton is should not be your second best player, but I think on a rebuilding Thunder franchise, I think he could find a very nice role. He'd be overpaid, but he he's just another asset that Presti can then stash. Yeah, again, it, I just could either be a part of the rebuild or you just move him. I think if you're Milwaukee, you're saying, yeah, if we have Chris Paul, Chris Middleton, and Giannis Antetokounmpo, we really have a chance to make a title run. Obviously, yeah. I think if you if you're just saying we have Chris Paul or Chris Middleton, I don't know if that would I don't now, know I don't know if that makes enough sense. Now, in this scenario, like obviously Milwaukee gets bounced relatively early in the postseason. What I remember last year, Chris Middleton didn't have a very good postseason, right? Especially against Toronto. No. So if that happens again, I feel like the franchise would be a little bit more inclined to like we just we gave you a max because we had to. We had no other choice. Malcolm Brogdon just walked. Sure. Um, after two postseason collapses, which you were heavily involved in, I uh, yeah we I feel like they'd be more inclined to move him at that point. Kind of like the James Harden thing on steroids with the Oklahoma City Thunder, where like. There are a multitude of reasons as to why he was moved, but one of them was certainly like you were a no-show in the finals. That really matters to GMs. If you don't bring it in the postseason, like you get, it's a bad taste left in the franchise's mouth. Sure. Uh, okay. So as far as teams, again, if you're just monitoring what this looks like, teams that are going to have cap space next year, there's not a lot of them. Yeah, because everybody's gearing up for uh, the following year. Indeed. 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 Portland, though, is one of those teams who is actually going to have a little bit of space. Um, and they're going to be able to move some things around if they decide to, which I think is just an interesting name to watch again. They need to break up. There's a CJ and Dame. Oh, we've been saying that for years. No, well, it's time now. Like th- this is uh, uh, this is this season is a get out of jail free card if that's the decision they ultimately make. I've been. I mean, I've heard enough people now who are close to that organization who have hinted at the fact that they're okay with throwing away this year. They're not interested in trading away assets to try to get better because. Nurkic is basically hurt all year, and they kind of know that this was a season they don't have to worry about because they also have C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard locked up long term. You're not going to lose. I mean, also with Nurkic locked up long term, they're not going to lose any of these guys. So kind of take this season off, get Anthony Simons and Asir Little a little bit of reps, and come at it full swing next season when you have cap space this summer to try to get a little bit better. That makes sense to me. So I don't know the Danilo Gallinari trade that everyone's throwing around all the time. I have heard enough now that I'm convinced that. It's not going to be with Portland. I think it's going to be a signing trade. I, like, I think Gallinari stays the, the rest of the year. And it's not really breaking news. I think a lot of smart people are kind of coming around to that opinion. Yeah. We've said it on this podcast a handful of times. But John Hamm talked about it on the OKC – no, sorry, on the OKC Dream Team podcast about the idea of offering Danilo Gallinari an extension today. Yeah. And getting him under contract so that you could trade him on draft night or whatever you wanted to. Do you like that idea? Or do you think Dillo would even be interested in that? It's a Sam Presti move. It feels like it's a Sam Presti move. That's basically what he did with Victor Oladipo and yeah. Steven Adams. Yeah. And, like, I can't wait for the take orgy of uh, if that happens. Oh, he's untradeable now. The contract is too much. He's too old. And then Sam Presti moves him for, like, uh, an asset and a first. <laughs> never fails. Never fails. Never fails. All right, man. Uh, any other big news? League-wide, do you want to jump into? Um, who's what, What's MVP? What, what's the MVP talk? Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's Giannis by a large margin right now. Um, because at least. he's played more than Luka? Yeah, I think that's kind of what everyone's. I actually think Luka in Vegas is third. Is James number two? I think so. LeBron or James Harden? Uh, LeBron. Or, sorry, uh, James Harden. 
One second, I'm Googling odds. Uh, Live Googling. I, I got, like, if Luka keeps going, like, I'm giving it to Luka. I picked Dallas to be the seventh seed on this podcast, and I remember Madison was like, really? Okay, so sorry. So it's currently Giannis, Luka, James Harden, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Kawhi Leonard is sixth. Joel Embiid is seventh. Anthony Davis does nothing for me. Well, he lands on his butt really hard. Play center. Stop. You're, like, ruining your team. Uh, Ruining your team might be a little bit of a stretch. They're the number one seed in the Western Conference. (laughs) Like, they're doing okay. Play center. Come on. Stop being soft. I don't know. That just gives me – it's a bad taste in my mouth with him. They're 30-7. and seven. I don't care. They're four and a half games above the second seed in the Western yeah. Conference. Are you going to depend on Kyle Kuzma and – Here's what I'm going to say. Well, first off, he might not be there much longer. Uh, I, I will say that – JaVale McGee in the postseason. Your JaVale and Dwight have been fine. And they close with him at center. They they've, close with Anthony Davis at center. They've been fine. <laughs> they've been fine. They've been fine. Yeah, they've been fine. I don't know. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me because they're successful. Now, this was when he was with the Pelicans, and they were losing 52 games a year, and he was refusing to play center. That's when it bothered me. But now that you're 30-7, and seven, I'm not going not gonna to drive you crazy with that. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay, CAT Podcast live from the press down here on 10th Street, man. Come down here, hang out, eat some great food, great drinks, all that stuff. The wait staff will take care of you and do a, a, an incredible job making sure that you have a great time when you're down here in the Plaza District, my home away from home. Yes. Brady, I, I love it. It's I, so good. I appreciate you as always. Until next Wednesday. Listen to Chisholm Holland weekdays from 6 to 8 p.m. on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise in Tulsa. Follow him on Twitter at Chisholm Holland. Subscribe, rate, and review all the podcasts in the Franchise Podcast Network. The Sam Mays Podcast, All In, Inside OU, OKC82, and Intimate with TV's Jerry can be found in all the places you listen to your podcasts. Seriously, just subscribe. You don't even have to listen.